Welcome back to the Rob, Anybody, and Dawn Show. Remember, you have choices, and this is the one you made. Get help. Hold on a second. <laughs> Holding. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know. All right. Um, we got an email from Dale. We we're talking about uh, uh, the, uh, the the Kelseys and Travis Kelsey's going to the the Super Bowl. Uh, and there's this rumor out there that his brother, who has not officially retired yet from the Eagles, um, but that he'll retire and then Travis will retire. And and the cool thing about that story, if you will, is that they would go into the Hall of Fame together. I would love that. I mean, I buy I buy the rumors. We'll, we'll see what what happens. But then Dale sent in an email, and he and it, it's it leaves me with all sorts of questions. He says, Jason. The center for the Eagles, the one who jumped out, the beer building, all that. Ah, yep. uh, Jason has already released a statement on his TikTok, and at the end of a podcast, which would have been last week, because they haven't done this week's podcast yet, the, he said he signed a one-year contract with the Eagles. You know, I, because of the way things move, I try not to be too much of a jerk about that. I mean, what's weird about that is that no sports reporters, no media has picked up uh, picked that story up. That's odd. Nobody's reporting it at, at all. Um, there's nothing on Jason's uh, Twitter or X account. There's nothing on his Instagram. I just checked both. All right, well, this is confusing. Um, I know that I know that Jason, he did an interview after the game last night, and he said some things that made fans think he's going to not retire. He said how it's it's hard to walk away when you're in the heat of, I'm sure. of watching your brother. He also, and he also had a quote. Uh, where where he he referred to being part of the Eagles, like I'm looking forward to next year. But then he clarified, I don't know what's going to happen with me. He was talking more about the franchise. So we we don't. I, as far as I can tell, there is no news to report about anybody named Jason Kelsey. Just do a reality show. Come on. Uh, let's talk to Steve Mickelson live from Las Vegas, Nevada, and MixPicks.com. Two Ks in mix. Two Ks in picks. MixPicks.com and my co-host for the MixPicks Sports Show we do every morning at 10 a.m. On Rad TV at members.radradio.com. You can listen on the Rad Radio app for free and time as well. Uh, it turns into a podcast after we do it, and uh, it's live in Sacramento on 104.7 FM and 890 AM. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Good morning and Steve. to touch touch base on the, the Jason Kelsey, I'd heard that about four days ago that he signed a one year contract, but as you, I have not been able to see it and verify it anywhere yeah I, and and I, to me it feels like it's just something swirling around I mean and I, I I was googling the whole commercial break I can't even find it being reported as a rumor oh damn I mean so I don't know where it's where it's coming from now Steve we, we can just kind of move all around here because I mean you and I are gonna have a whole hour to dissect everything that happened <laughs> yesterday Let, let's let's start with the the Niners and the Lions by the way I did I did print out some of our texts back and forth because <laughs> a, a lot of the magus wanted to know what we were talking about yesterday but before I get to that on Friday, Steve, on uh, the Mixed Pick Sports Show, you preemptively answered the age-old sports question the day after. Of uh, did did you said that if the Lions were to win, the answer to the question would be the Niners lost because the question always is did the in, in, that, in that hypothetical the Lions win did the Lions win or did the Niners lose and you said because the Niners were so talented the answer would be the Niners lost it. So I ask you now in reverse, Steve, after your Detroit Lions were up. By 17 points. I mean, the Niners, I, I, at halftime, my mindset was the Niners are going to lose. They won, as I think everybody knows, and we'll talk about it a little bit. But I ask you, Steve, as a Lions fan, did the Niners win that game or did the Lions blow it? Where on Friday I would have said there would have been no doubt the Niners lost that game. I'm, I'm 50-50 on that now. Uh, I felt that Shanahan's stubbornness with that we are going to play our game, we're going to make them adjust to us, 
it was not working out well in the first half. They were running it at the Lions. The Lions really good run defense. But yet when you saw, for the most part, when they throw the ball, they're really not very good at covering. And to me, we talked about on Friday, I would have come out, I would have thrown 15 straight passes to make the Lions defense adjust because I think at that point I'd have been up 14 nothing, and then establish the run game. But on the other hand, I'm sorry. And, and you know, one of your texts, Steve, this is the horse you, you chose. You got to ride that horse and you're 100% correct. I just believe a head coach, when you're ahead, continue to take the points, even if it's only three points, continue to stretch that lead bigger and bigger. You don't make, you know, these decisions that get caught up in the moment. To me, Dan Campbell had his tin cup moment. I, I mean, you could have gone up by 17, but no, I have to sit here and I can make this shot. I can make this shot. I can make this shot. And it's that by getting stopped, he gave the Niners momentum. Niners scored. Lions immediately fumbled. Niners scored. I mean, you took every bit of momentum you had in this game where if you just went up by 17, you still have your foot on their throat. They still have no momentum. And to me, those are the disappointing things. I wouldn't trade Dan Campbell for anything. Um, he put us in this spot. I think we have a bright future. But sometimes you just got to be smart about the situation and do what's right for the team and not always – I can make this shot. As I said, it was his tin cup moment. So, so is the answer to the question: the Lions lost, as opposed to the Niners won it? I believe if he kicks the field goal, the Lions win that game. So, I absolutely believe that because the Niners were still scrambling to figure out what the heck they could do. It was, it was, a, it was really some great timing. I was sitting there anxiously awaiting to hear from you, uh, and it was, it was right around this time that I got a text from you that said, "Caught up." How do you not kick to go up 17? And this is the first one they were talking about. Uh, head coach Dan Campbell of the Detroit Lions says he has no regrets about two critical failed attempts on fourth down in the second half. He understands the scrutiny. The first one that you were texting me about, fourth and two from the San Francisco 28-yard line was 7:03 left in the quarter. Uh, they didn't get the first down. They went for the first down instead of kicking the field goal. Uh, the other decision, fourth and three at the San Francisco 30-yard line was 7:38 in the fourth quarter. The first one was third quarter. This is the fourth quarter. And again, they didn't convert the fourth, uh, the, the the fourth down. Um, and yeah, you you texted me back um, about when they didn't go up by seventeen, uh, and you said you said fire Campbell, and I said you can't be serious, and you said I'm not. I just don't get not kicking to go up seventeen. And then you say we keep talking about this, dominate, keep taking points. Detroit goes three and out, turn out the lights. And then I I did say I said that's how he plays the game. You got to ride the horse that got you there because Dan Campbell's well known. For, for, for taking these the, these uh, these risks. And then, Steve, it was later on where I think it, it, it started to, to settle in for, for you um, because you felt the momentum shift, and you texted me, totally lost everything, um, and you say, this is why it's so painful to be a Lions fan. <laughs> and I say, Jesus, you guys can't catch a break. You text back, no, the real team finally comes out. I'm hoping we stay within 10 at this point and not lose 41 to 24. I say it's still a game. You say this game is over. 
I'm hoping, but it's over unless the Niners get stupid. Wait, at what point was that when he said it was over? It was still a game. I mean, it, oh. it, it was 34-31 is the end of the game. So, oh. Steve, what, what what was the emotional roller coaster for you? You, you Were you pretty excited at halftime? I was very excited at halftime. And keep in mind, I watched this game with my other son-in-law, and he is a huge 49ers fan. Oh, no. So, so I'm, watching, oh. I'm watching the game with him, and I'm fine. You know, Rob, if I watch the game, I don't have a problem. The problem I had, and, and to answer your question, Don, those texts with that, it's over, was at the end of the third quarter. We hadn't even gotten to the fourth quarter yet because you could see it. The momentum had changed. And, Rob, you say, yeah, it was still a game. Rob, the Niners won by 10 because the last touchdown by the Lions was a garbage nothing touchdown that meant absolutely nothing in the game. So, to me, the game ended by 10. And what ended up happening, and I feel bad about it, but I – don't regret it. Um, I ended up leaving and going home and watching the rest of the game at my house. And this wasn't because I was upset at the game. This was because I was upset with the Lions. And he's a Niners fan, and he deserves to enjoy the oh, win. Steve. I don't want him to feel bad with the Lions oh. losing. And I didn't want to take anything away from him. And I could see it in my text. And Rob had him, and he got him in real time. I started, and not that I was bitter, I was just crushed. Just the and I didn't, and that's also why I stopped texting oh, Rob at that time, is because <laughs> yeah, you I want Rob to enjoy the game. Don't feel bad for me. Don't, you know, oh, I can't enjoy it because I'm texting Steve. I, I just, <laughs> at that point, I wanted Rob to enjoy the win, too, because for the 49ers, I mean, you're down 17 and a half. It looks like it's over. You're facing the reality of, great, we lost to the Lions. We're not going to the Super Bowl. And I never want to take that away from another fan. I didn't want to take it away from my son-in-law. I didn't want to take it away from Rob. So I just, hey, look, I'm going to go home watch the rest of my game so that they could enjoy it also. He's literally the sweetest person on the planet. Yeah. Honestly. No because my husband obviously was excited, and I... What do I say? I say to him, don't you feel bad for Steve? <laughs> Instead of me high-fiving, yay, Gary, your team, right? But this must be also how some Lions fans are because they they went to the, the crowd, and there were these this couple, and they looked like the only Lions fan in this one area, and I thought this was the sweetest thing because the girl is crying. She's, like, upset they lost, but yeah. then she's applauding the win. For the Niners, I'm like, that is so classy. Because I'd be like, boo! You know, I'm like, damn, these are classy people. And by the way, Steve, the, the answer to the question for both uh, Gary and me was no, we didn't feel bad for you. And you, I know you can appreciate that. That's that's what being a sports fan is. Oh, um, by the way, Absolutely. just to reinforce this, when he said the game is over, was the end of the third quarter. And, and I, I understand what you were seeing there, Steve, as a sports fan. It, the momentum thing is what was kicking you in the gut. It was tied. We were tied oh, at geez. the end of the third oh. quarter. It was 24-24. He just knew as being yeah. a lifelong Oh, and I, I felt fan. it. I felt it as a Niner fan. Oh. I, and I felt it as a sports fan. That, that At that point, everything had turned. And and it was it was at that at that point in the game, it was the Niners to lose it, it, because of the way that the, the momentum was going. Now, Steve, a couple things I want to ask you about. Coach Dan Campbell, who I agree with you. Look, he's still a hell of a coach. And you guys wouldn't have been in the NFC Championship if, if he hadn't coached the way he did, in my opinion, throughout the regular season. But he did tell his team. And this is one of the things we all love about him. Dan Campbell, remember, he played. 
He was a tight end um, uh, in the league. He uh, he played in a Super Bowl in 2000 when the Giants got their ass kicked by the Baltimore Ravens. He was on the New Orleans Saints in 09 when they won, but he was uh, he was hurt the whole year. But he still got a, he got a ring. He told his team, uh, and he admitted it. He says, "I told those guys this may have been our only shot after the game. Do I think that? Do I believe that? No." He goes on to say, however, I know how hard it is to get here. I'm well aware. It's going to be twice as hard to get to this point next year as it was this year. That's the reality. And if we don't have the same hunger and the same work, this is a whole other thing. I mean, he's Steve, look, there are these certain teams, Niners, Chiefs, Patriots, that seem to go. They seem to be part of this uh, almost seemingly every year. And then there's things like this. Now, how do you feel about next year, Steve? I mean, how do you feel about the Lions moving forward? I don't know that it's as, as... as dour as what Campbell was feeling after that yesterday. I'm as optimistic. I think what he said is very true, not just for the Lions, but it's for everyone. I mean, that's where you have those certain organizations like the Chiefs and the 49ers that, you know, they work hard. They're great organizations. You know, going into this year, I really felt the Lions were hands down the best team in that division. The Packers now scare me a little bit. The way they played the second half reminded me of what the Lions did the second half, you know, last year. So I don't think the division's as easy as it was this year to win. So I'm a little bit nervous on that, but I think Campbell's put things in place for this team to be successful. He's given them that taste of winning and advancing in the playoffs, and hopefully they build on it and move forward. Um, one other thing, Steve, I thought of you and I saw this headline, a sports writer from Detroit. Uh, headline, it's so Detroit. Lions' first Super Bowl was in sight before a meltdown for the ages. And he wrote, it's one thing to lose a game, but to lose like the Detroit Lions crumbled on Sunday is just cruel. Ugh. What a gigantic tease and an epic collapse. And when I, I saw that, I thought, oh, that, that just that so makes sense. Yeah. Um, but you, you always have that, because uh, I know it crushed my husband, the start of the game. I guess the Lions just immediately made a touchdown. Oh, it was awful. My husband that deflated him immediately. Oh, yeah. It was like, that was, I looked at my wife. I said, that's the worst possible thing that could have happened. <laughs> because I've been saying the whole day, Niners have to get up early. Oh, All right, man. Steve. We had another game. It was terrible. Uh, Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson uh, was so infuriated. At the end of the game, he ripped off his helmet and slammed it to the ground. Oh. Um, he's, he's, everybody thinks he's going to win the MVP. He did not play like it yesterday. Uh, the Ravens, they had three turnovers. They lost to the Chiefs 17-10. to 10. Chiefs got up early, never looked back. It was a boring-ass game to, to watch, I thought. Um, and, and in the end, I mean, the, I, what the hell was that team that showed up in purple yesterday? It's what you do when you contain Lamar Jackson. Keep him in the pocket. Don't let him get outside of the pocket. And also play from behind. KC up 17-7 at halftime. Another game at halftime. This this game's over unless the Chiefs implode, you know, like the Lions did. Uh, and you knew they weren't going to. Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback. He still has my vote for MVP, but he's not an elite quarterback. And the reason I can't put him in the elite status is because he's not a pure passing quarterback. He plays outstanding when having a lead, but if you get him down double digits, he's not a quarterback who's going to throw the team back into a win because he's not that pure passer. And it's not a knock against him. It's just that's not his game. They are wonderful with the lead, controlling the ball, playing great defense. 
the Zay Flowers fumble was huge. You know, you're going in for the score, and I think the outcome could have been different had he not fumbled it into the end zone. But that's just, you know, Lamar Jackson is that control the offense, time possession, allow him to get around and scramble and run to keep defenses honest. But take his running ability away, they're, they're not a great team. And, Steve, I, we we, we got to give some credit. I mean, Travis Kelsey had, had a hell of a game. Um, and I know that the minute you mentioned Travis Kelsey, everybody thinks Taylor Swift. I, I sent you that article a couple weeks ago, Steve, which I, I haven't read still uh, on, on this show, where the, the, the media is trying to make it like Taylor Swift is saving the NFL. It's a complete distortion of the truth. Uh, they, they cite games, and they're – I mean – they don't cite the games in their their columns. I will. I have the the, the data to cite where the, the NFL is setting records with all of its games, not just the games where Taylor Swift is at. And the idea that that 40, 50, 60 million people are watching the the Niners and the Lions because of Taylor Swift, or watching the Bills last weekend. Because I mean, come on. It's and I know this 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 is not the stuff you and I talk about on the Mixed Pick Sports Show. So I wanted to just get into it with you a little bit here because. It's really, it's really kind of insulting to our intelligence. Look, yes, young women, girls are, are tuning in to see Taylor, and they're buying Travis's jersey. But come on, the NFL is the biggest goddamn thing in this country aside from porn. And I just, I, it's, I know it's the easy, lazy thing for NFL fans to bitch about this, but now we got two weeks of leading up to what is now being called, by the way, not the Super Bowl, but the Swifty Bowl. Yeah, it's it's kind of a shame. I mean, I, I like the story. I really hope that Swift and Kelsey, you know, really are a serious match. You know, there's been a lot of questions on whether they're doing it for publicity or not. But for the NFL to fall into this, I mean, we watch stars go to NBA games, professional baseball games, you know, NHL games all the time. They show them to show they're in the stands. It just seems the NFL – and I know they're trying to target, you know, the younger audience, the the females, the, you know, that part. I get that. But the, as you said, the NFL is huge. They are gigantic for TV audiences. They make billions and billions of dollars to go to this extent to me just kind of shows that part of the NFL that I don't like, which is, it really is just such a big business, and with every business you want to grow, and this is their way of, okay, we've captured pretty much everything else, um, so let's try to capitalize on this so we can grow it even more. It just it gets old. Just show her. And, and I feel sorry for Taylor Swift, and we talked yes. about this. You know, let her just go to the game. Yep. You know, what, why do you got to make such a big deal? She's a fan like the rest of us. Her boyfriend plays football. Fantastic. Just let her be a fan and a regular person like the rest of us. Yeah, like that's where I feel bad for her, is that this storyline is written without her. She's not the one writing these stories. She didn't come up with this and tell you to go with this. She's just someone famous, yes, who happened to date someone who's famous, and that's that. That's where it starts and it ends, and then people end up hating her for something she's not even putting out there. Uh, we got a few emails here, Steve. First one is from uh, Jana. She says, I was watching the game with my daughter and boyfriend, and when the Lions started losing, my daughter and I yelled, No, Steve! I know, I know. And my boyfriend was like, Who's Steve? <laughs> we, were, we were rooting for the Lions so hard just because of you, Steve. Uh, 
I greatly appreciate that. Thank you. And, and the, the listener support has been overwhelming this year. It's just Aww. been incredible. Uh, Sabina oh. wrote in to uh, clear up how we started the Jason Kelsey rumor. Remember somebody wrote in and said, oh, he signed a one-year contract. He's not retiring with the Eagles. She says, uh, there is a viral video on TikTok where he says he signed a one-year contract with the Eagles. It was from last year. Oh, God. Bop, why don't we do that all the time? hate social media time. so much. So that's where it comes from. That's why nobody's reporting on it. Look at his facial hair. Uh, Steve, hey, look, Dimitri wrote in right away. Credit where credit due. He said, Steve's a witch. You called it in <laughs> September. You said the Super Bowl would be the 49ers and the Chiefs. Whoa. I mean, you nailed it, pal. Uh, and uh, my understanding, you're the, you're the expert, is that the Niners opened as a small favorite over the Chiefs. Uh, two and a half points, and then the uh, and, and then the, the point spread dropped. So uh, for, what does that mean, Steve? Uh, I don't know if those are the exact right numbers, but let's say the Niners opened at two and a half, and now the line's down to one and a half. In the sports betting world, what does that mean? What's going on? That, that means the, the Niners are favored to win by two and a half points. So if you bet on the Niners, you have to win by three or more points. If you take the Chiefs as long as they lose by two points, or less, or win the game, that would be the winning bet. Uh, in this situation, it did open that. It's down to one and a half. Most places are down to the 49ers, a one-point favorite. Oh, so at this point, it's basically just pick the team you believe is going to win. <laughs> and why, why does the line drop? Uh, explain that. Uh, because the people are betting early on the Kansas City Chiefs. They feel that you know the early money felt that the Chiefs are the better team and would end up winning that game. So the line gets adjusted based on the bets that are coming in. As a bookmaker, your job is to somewhat try to balance the game. So if I get a whole bunch of Chiefs money, I'm going to lower that price on the Chiefs in order to encourage 49ers money. And in this case, it was all on the Chiefs early right after the game. I am rooting for, like, the most intense game ever where you literally don't even know who's going to win till the end. It's like that close. Steve, uh, at the beginning of the season, you did pick Niners Chiefs and you said the Niners would win the Super Bowl after everything we saw yesterday, everything we've seen throughout the season right now with two weeks for us to, to ramble on about this on our sports show. <laughs> where are you leaning? I've never wavered. I, I believe the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. I believe they're going to be the Super Bowl 58 champions. I'm hoping it's a close game like Dawn, but uh, I'm not convinced it's going to be a close game. I, I like the Niners to win this game. I, you know, as a as a football fan, if my team is not in the Super Bowl, I always want a nice close game. If you're predicting a 49er blowout, I'm good with that. I don't care that the rest of the country is bored. That would be great to not have to feel the way I did yesterday at halftime, last Saturday. Oh, uh, so uh, let, intensify let's, times a billion. Let's hope. All right, Steve, I will talk to you at 10 a.m. today and then every day this week. You'll be back on this show a week from Friday when we do our uh, big uh, Super Bowl preview. Uh, so uh, uh, have a good couple hours, and I'll talk to you at 10 a.m., man. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. That is uh, Steve Mickelson from MixPicks.com, 2Ks in Mix, 2Ks in Picks, uh, and the MixPicks Sportscast, which is on this morning and every day at 10 a.m., every weekday anyway, uh, on uh, Rad TV, members.radradio.com, on the Rad Radio app, and in Sacramento on 104.7 FM and 890 AM. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.